0: Okay, so what sort of paranormal experiences have
1: you had? (laughs) Oh, well, okay, so I'm petting my cat. Yes, so I was an atheist all my life until the last few years. I didn't believe in souls or spirituality or aliens uh, or any of that. I figured aliens were out there somewhere in the wider cosmos, but if they were here, why weren't they sitting down on the White House lawn? You know, this all a bunch of them up. But then Lou Elizondo and those videos come out and, you know, my mind is blown. I'm very intrigued. I do a lot of research. I don't have a day job, so I can just spend all my time doing this, researching this. And I have an obsessive personality, so of course I do. When my research gets me to Skinwalker Ranch, I discover the more paranormal, weirder aspects of all of this. So I investigate the paranormal, weirder aspects of this. I actually co-found a ghost hunting group and I started doing ghost hunting because my research had led me to believe that ghosts were real. I did not believe they were spirits or souls. I thought these were extra dimensional side effects of alien presences because I had come to believe that aliens were real. So I, I started doing ghost hunting. I didn't believe that ghosts were actually spirits, but I started, you know, having experiences. And in some of our ghost hunts, you know, Security footage showed the shadow beings. I've got that on the camera. Actually, then, tell,
0: you, you got to say more about that. Those, these are like the sleep paralysis, like Hatman, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, they're huge, black, eight-foot tall beings that move weirdly. You know, they're humanoid-ish, but they're kind of big, black, shadowy blobs. And they're... They only... You can only see them for like a second or two on, on, on each video. They, they pass across a hallway. That's when the security camera, the motion, they can actually trigger the motion detector on the security camera, So, which is fascinating. They go through the hallway, and then the light goes off because they seem to draw energy from the electricity. And then the light goes back on. So, so that's what you see in three or four videos. I don't have the rights to those videos, but I could show you some other time when we're not recording. So there are orbs and all sorts of stuff. So as I had, you know, these experiences, I, 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 I had a ghost cat. Yeah, for about six months, periodically, I had a ghost cat. And he would rub up against my leg. One time I was actually able to see him and hear him. And I started to have other experiences. So at this point, At this point, I started to believe in the spiritual. I had seen enough in my research and in my experiences to convince me these weren't alien artifacts from another dimension. Some of these events had the identities and spirits of deceased people. It did not seem likely to me that that was an alien technology. So I I went online, I went to Google, and I said, do we have souls?" I didn't know what was going to come up. I mean, you know, I I really wasn't expecting anything. Near-death experiences popped up. And so I, you know, started doing a cursory dive into near-death experiences. I had heard of them. I, you know, there were, you know, I, I figured they were the dying spasms of the brain, you know, shooting weird psychedelic chemicals into you. And that's all it was. But as it turns out, since the advent of... Being able to bring people back from a heart attack 50 or 60 years ago, people have been scientifically Mm -hmm. studying near-death experiences for all of that time, and we have a great deal of data and information on near-death experiences, and there's at least six different methods of corroborating these events. That is, they're not inventions of the mind. They are things people could not have known, even if they had been awake and present in their own bodies stuff that happened in another room in a different part of the world that things were, they were able to corroborate things that happened in the future that the beings on the other side told them was going to happen that then did come to pass all there there's so there, there's different methods of corroborating these events so i did a deep dive i did just as deep a dive into near-death experiences as i did into alien abductions and the ufo phenomenon and once i satisfied myself That this was real. I said, Well, hell, I mean, if the spiritual was real, I've lived all my life with blinders on. I need to open my eyes and get involved. Just like I had, you know, start co-founded a ghost hunting group. I started learning Reiki. I started trying to have out-of-body experiences. I started to trying to commune with spirit directly. And I've had some success. I've had various events that have happened to me. I had a kundalini awakening in February, which was
0: say more about like what that is and what it means.
1: Well, kundalini is the Hindu method or modality for enlightenment, for achieving enlightenment. I, I did not achieve enlightenment, or at least I did. I'm not aware of it, but it was an amazing event. It was a five-hour-long pulses up your spine. You go into seizures. It's very nice. I can't. It was it was it was yeah it was it was an amazing cosmic joyous experience but Uh, you had to do
0: something to like you you, to get that right right. you had to put in some
1: sort of like mental discipline or spiritual discipline in order to have that experience right well i'll tell you what we can talk about my full kundalini waking another time but but on your video
0: it's probably you probably click on the yeah, go go check
1: out my video right (laughs) Uh, right, right. But but I'd be happy to talk about that another time. That's like a whole nother conversation. But there are different because the, 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 that. So I had this experience. It was an amazing, powerful, very physical experience. It wasn't like some oh I had a moment of flash of insight or something. It was a very physical thing. It's about being hit by lightning. So once once you've had that happen, you know it's, uh, there's there's no denying any of this. But the fascinating thing to me is that there's different modalities for enlightenment. There's, a, you don't have to have a kundalini awakening to achieve enlightenment, or like me, you could have a kundalini awakening without achieving enlightenment. But, you know, like my acupuncturist, he achieved enlightenment, but with a totally different modality. It wasn't the, the Hindu version of it. I think he's a Buddhist, but he was meditating and just, I don't think he was actively trying to have enlightenment, but he was, you know, trying to open himself up. And he was meditating and he felt a heat in his belly and it rose up through the center of him and out the top of his head. And his third eye opened and he had this moment of extended awareness where he was able to see dimensions and spheres and was one with all things, which is what I'm hoping to achieve someday. It didn't happen for me at that time, but I can't, I can't complain about it. I It was an amazing experience, and I'm so grateful for that experience. But there are different modalities for achieving enlightenment. And it's fascinating that they can all be real. So just like there's different modalities for hands-on healing, and yet they all work. So anyway, it is endlessly fascinating to me. And I can talk a lot more about those specific phenomena but did, did, did i answer your question i forgot what it was yeah I par- I, I, paranormal experiences I, paranormal explaining, ghost cat i've had multiple communications i had a, a download that was really interesting and we were talking about frequencies earlier and so and it was close to what you were saying so i was in a meditative state and i was trying to make peace with the universe because i do reiki like i said i've Once I got into all this, I wanted to actually flex my spiritual muscles and interact with the spiritual. So I started started learning Reiki. And part of doing Reiki is you need to elevate elevate yourself. You need to have a high vibration so you can channel this positive healing energy. And so you have, you know, try to ascend to a place (laughs) of love if you can. And I was having a hard time doing that, or at least I had a mental block. How can I, you know, trust where this energy is coming from? How can I love the universe if there's so much bad things happening in the universe? And, you know, on earth, there's just so much horror. You know, how can I feel all lovey-dovey and, you know, open myself up to this stuff? So I put myself in a meditative state. I, I had never had any direct communications with spirit at that time. This was before my kundalini awakening. And the download, if you want to call it that, the message that I received, which was the way it appeared in my head, was one word at a time in my own inner voice, a few seconds apart, like pearls on a string. And it was, I think, 10 words. You can count them. Maybe to see if that's right. It was the universe is a frequency, it must vibrate to exist. Now, I understood that to mean it wasn't wasn't spirit trying to explain quantum mechanics to me. It was trying to do it in a metaphorical sense, trying to uh, get me to realize that there is good and bad, yin and yang, you know, right and wrong, good and evil, it must vibrate to exist. So it all must exist in order for any of it to exist. So another way of saying that is in the future and, I, and this was this is a download I'm not 100% sure on, but uh, beauty uh, only exists as it is juxtaposed against horror. And so so anyway, so that is the download that I received at that time. Yeah, yeah. There's no
0: concept of light without the concept of darkness.
1: Exactly, exactly. Right. And so I was able to make my, my peace with the universe at that time. And to, you know, it's not easy. There's still so much badness, and it's hard to wrap your head around how that must be possible in order for the good also to be possible. However, I like to think that it's only the potential for darkness that must exist. And that surely we can ascend and do better and get rid of the actual darkness itself as long as the potential is there, then the potential for the light and beauty and grace is is just as high as the potential for darkness. So, so that's what I like to believe is that we can get to that state. People call it the fifth density or the fourth density, fifth dimension. There's a lot of that kind of stuff if you're if you're aware of uh, that whole thing. So, hopefully, we'll get there one of these days. So, that's one paranormal experience I had or spiritual experience was this download, which was a very, which was the to this day it's the only communication that I've had with spirit that it was very clear that it was not coming from me, and that it was really, really addressed my question and helped me. Some of my interactions have been less helpful. I feel like that's another conversation. But, so, but, but, but one thing I really have enjoyed about my interactions is there, there seems to be a lot of humor. Whoever I'm interacting with seems to have a good sense of humor, and it makes it playful, and I like that. And so then I had uh, recently, I went to, uh, do you know what ayahuasca is?
0: You've, you've done ayahuasca, So it's, it, yeah, it's the, the plant that, in, that has DMT embedded in it. Yeah. Yeah. The spirit yeah. molecule, like DMT is the spirit molecule. Ayahuasca is a plant, right?
1: All right. So, you know, one there, I think it's two plants combined. If I'm, I'm probably getting it wrong, but I think it's two. Com- you know two more plants. about
0: ayahuasca than me. Yeah.
1: So one, one plant produces the DMT and the other, and your body has a natural response to block the DMT when it comes up. So you don't get overloaded for whatever reason. You have a natural block. so one of the plants blocks the blocker, so that your body is actually able to experience a DMT for an extended amount of time. So yes, yeah, so I went to a, a ayahuasca retreat uh, a couple of months ago. yeah uh, do
0: so tell, because this is something at some point in my life I definitely want to do. Did you do it in and, the states?
1: Yeah, I did. I did in the states. Okay, because because because
0: because I have a friend who wants to do it, like. In South America, and I'm like, uh, dude, I don't, <laughs> I don't
1: I don't feel yeah, well, safe, like leaving the country. Uh, well, no, I, I totally get that. I think there's some very good guys that can do it in Peru and the Amazon. And the guy that I did it with is from the Amazon and from Peru. And he's invited me to go do an actual nine day retreat in Peru. And I I, I think I'm going to do that. But this, when do
0: you plan? like when? Uh, well, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about this after. I'm curious. <laughs> OK,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so Hmm. a nine day it's only going to be four uh journeys with ayahuasca but there's other plant medicines involved in those nine days
0: going back to the ayahuasca you went to this retreat yeah
1: so yeah so it was a three night retreat and so we did the ayahuasca three nights in a row and this uh, is in texas in texas okay and i can't tell you where
0: no Uh, no well that's all yeah actually you got to be careful yeah
1: (laughs) yeah we gotta be careful gotta be careful. yeah yeah so uh, but so there's two shamans one of them is the amazon shaman and he's awesome and then there is his the american white guy uh, well you have
0: a friend you have a friend who went to this yes yes you have a friend that went to this and this is you're relaying that experience of that close personal friend
1: okay that's right no 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 i don't mind saying that i did i don't i don't mind so, uh, controlled like sub- about it on YouTube, it's, it, uh, it's you know, a
0: controlled substance, my friend.
1: Well, okay, drugs so you either are- did it outside of the United States or your friend okay. did. It. Yeah, th- this is drugs are bad, don't do this. This is theoretical, yes. Uh, okay, so but your friend, my friend had this amazing experience with ayahuasca. It was well it was it was uh, transformative personally but I also received a divine healing medical physical healing for a chronic crippling condition that I've had all my life I've had a, I don't want to really get into that right now but but it's, it's, it's an unpleasant physical condition that I've had all my life and it's a very very debilitating. And I have, I you know, know, it's gone now. Gone.
0: Well, would it would would have like have you gone to a doctor and have they said like what the heck happened?
1: I don't need to. My 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 body did not function correctly before, and to 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 know more about that would be to learn more about my intestines than you probably want to know. But I guess to, to explain it, I have to tell you at least a little bit. So. My intestines did not move on their own. They moved a little bit when I was in my single digits. By the time I was a teenager, it became a crisis. I started. I got on these experimental medicines given to me by this one of the best in his field, gastroenterologists from Houston. And after five years of taking the experimental medicine, I had some side effects, and they turned out they it caused cancer in lab rats, so they discontinued it. So yeah. Yeah, that's charming. So luckily, in my early 20s, I married a Chinese woman, and she was able to get to me on some Chinese herbs that were able to keep my system going. Because Western, the medicine that you can get in the West, there's only two active ingredients. There's the red pill or the pink pill and the blue pill. There's different brands, and they're both habit-forming, so you can't take them very often. So, I, I was not getting by very well on those pills. Fecal infections, it was really painful. It was just horrible. So, I was in talks to go to the surgeon to have my intestines removed when my wife. Oh, my prevailed. God. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was, uh, so, when my wife prevailed upon me to get on these Chinese herbs, and they, they have kept me alive and going and without having surgery for 20 years. But there's been no fun. There's constant gas and bloating. And it's just the whole, my life has revolved around this thing. So uh, I was not expecting to be healed at the ayahuasca retreat. That is not why I went. I went for other personal reasons. I I really wanted to connect spiritually and have an out-of-body experience and, you know, have my enlightenment. I didn't have that. What I got was, was, was a divine healing.
0: And did you see anything when you took, well, you know.
1: When, when my when my friend took the ayahuasca, yeah um no, I did not see I didn't I didn't see anything that wasn't there. Well the second night I kind of did I had a really bad trip the second night. It is, it's just this challenging substance the, the, the ayahuasca is challenging. It's not what is mis- what is
0: bad what does bad trip mean like just phys- physiological like scary what? Well,
1: how versed are you in hallucinogens? I mean how how versus your friend in hallucinogens
0: I I I've never partaken yeah,
1: yeah yeah well sometimes you can have a bad trip then it can wig you out you can get paranoid you can get scared you can get freaked out you know and ayahuasca was different it was uh, a totally different thing than anything I'd ever experienced before and I've done it all all the hallucinogens and like 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 psilocybin and psilocybin LSD peyote san pedro you know marijuana is a low level who's you know is is in the category of hallucinogen the worst trips i've ever had have been on marijuana or my friend has been well i guess it's legal in a lot of places yeah so where i am
0: it's perfectly legal that's right
1: right (laughs) Right. i moved out of oregon a month before it became legal (sighs) yeah Uh, yeah anyway i hated oregon but damn it that would have been cool So uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, ayahuasca was very different. I did. I I have never seen anything that wasn't there, and anything that I've taken, it it alters my perception. It heightens my perception, or changes it, or puts me in an altered state of awareness. So I perceive things differently than they are. But I've never seen like you know you see in the cartoons or the, the movies, you know the dancing, you know elephants or mushrooms or whatever. You know, yeah,
0: like the, the 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 mocking court jesters that that Joe right. Rogan right. sees.
1: Right, right, yeah. But I know other people that have done ayahuasca and they have totally gone out of body and had seen things that they wouldn't have seen. They've they've gone to other planets and bar hopped, You know, right, right. That sounds like fun. So in between purging, of course, because it, it makes you purge.
0: That that's the one thing I don't. I don't like about it is you're like constantly purging whereas dmt is just you know just take it you're done in 15 minutes but it feels like i've never
1: actually done the smoke the dmt have you done that
0: no no i I haven't done any hallucinogens yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. i mean i would be again it's not it's one of those things that got put on this this list right but it's not really there's not really like many harmful effects that at least I've been able to research. It no, seems man, like it's-
1: I really think that as challenging as ayahuasca can be that everybody that's able to can take it. There are some people that you know have psychological issues and they, they, they shouldn't take it, It'd be damaging to them. But I think it could benefit so many people. And as my shaman was saying, ayahuasca is only one plant as his, his people believe that exist in a cosmology, as his words, of plant medicines. So there's, and when he, he invited me to Peru, and we were going to explore some of those other plant medicines. So, and I'm sure the Amazon is teeming with, you know, stuff that we don't even know about.
0: Yeah, but like, is there any portion of the Amazon in Peru? I don't, I don't so.
1: know. That's where his home mm-hmm. is.
0: Well, that's up in the mountains. That's like like super high altitude.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but, but the, the, the ayahuasca plant, and I think the practice of it comes from the Amazon, but it, uh, is, yeah. but it is widely practiced in Peru.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's something that intrigues me because it seems like it's, I mean, I don't know if it's your own imagination or thoughts or if it's something outside of you could be a mixture of both who knows but no, it's certainly
1: my, my, my intestines function now
0: yeah that is crazy <laughs> that, that's not
1: that's not yeah no that's that's a real deal i received a a, a divine healing
0: sorry my son No, I, no I,
1: I know it sounds crazy and sounds no crazy. i believe
0: i believe you like if if you've had this debilitating condition and it's gone right now i know like That, that's powerful.
1: And that is not why I went there. I did not expect that. That was not one of my intentions of going there.
0: Well, have you, you really should go to a doctor and just document, because they have your file, right, where you had that condition. You should just document and say, hey, like, just so you know, I did this and now I don't have this.
1: Yeah, I, I guess, yeah.
0: Yeah, so. I want to talk about something that happened to me this morning. So to my knowledge throughout my entire life, and I've been around for, you know, well over 40 years, not quite as long as half a century, but I'm getting, I'm closer to there than I than I am in my, the mid, in the mid forties, or at least I'm closer to there than I am to 40, let's just say. And, you know, every night I go out and just kind of look at the stars and just look around. I, and I live near an airfield. So I'm in Northern California in the East Bay, East San Francisco Bay. And where I where I live, there's a lot of air traffic that comes in. And usually, you know, the the air, the traffic pattern is, I live on kind of the downslope of a hill, but I live on a hill. And usually the air traffic pattern is, I'm just going to kind of, you know, point it from like behind me. I'll just use behind me, I guess, is... Well, no, if I'm facing, if I'm facing it, it'll be easier. So if I'm looking to my left, right, there's a, there's kind of a tree line and that's kind of where the aircraft kind of rise and then fly either over my house or kind of behind it. And then there's a, you know, airfield kind of down, down the hill. I can see the blinking red light where the airfield is and that's, you know, closer to the bay, right? I can see, I can see kind of the backside of the bay from my house. If I, or not from my house, but if I go up the hill, I can see the backside of the bay. So, you know, I was, I just I went outside and I'm standing out looking up my hill. And there's a parasol, which is like one of those umbrella things that's closed and it's just directly in front of me. It was a cloudy night but there was relatively good illumination. I'd have to check to see if the moon was out. I couldn't see the moon, but there was like a glow enough that you could see reasonably well. All the houses in my light had been turned off. I turned them off before I went outside. So it was dark. My eyes had some time to adjust. And as I'm sitting there staring up the hill, I see this, it must've been between 0.5, half a second to 1.5 seconds. It darts up from behind me. That parasol is kind of slightly to my left. It passes the parasol. I, I would estimate it was probably about four to six feet away from me. And in terms of the altitude, it was maybe six to nine feet in the air. It kind of bounces in. Down, up, and then over the hill, gone. As well. It was not transparent. I could see it with my naked eye. I still, I, and to be completely fair, like it, it happened so fast, I'm still not sure that I even saw it. But it had like an orange, yellowish glow, and then fringed on kind of a red-orange fringe. It looked like, it looked like a little, uh, it was a si- about the size of a basketball. And it was—it uh, looked like a like a mini sun. It just wasn't—it wasn't as bright. There was no sound whatsoever. I wasn't scared. It just happened so quickly, like that. To the point where I'm trying, like you know, when you see something, you're like your mind's still trying to piece together what you just saw. You're thinking, was there did somebody turn on a flashlight behind me? Did somebody? and and i couldn't find any other source of light that it could have possibly been it was just in and out and it was between the hours of 1 and 2 a.m. is when i saw this thing shortly thereafter i mean it was almost as if well i'll get i'll get back to that because i don't i'm about to engage in speculation shortly thereafter another flight came up over the hill And then behind me, and just kind of continued its continued its path toward the airfield. It was clearly an airplane, you know, with the blinking lights, et cetera. It was distinctly not this other thing, which was much closer, but much faster. And I, like I said, it was so brief that I'm still unsure what I saw. But it was also timed perfectly so that it was gone seconds before the aircraft kind of broke the seal of the kind of the hill behind my house and started flying over.
1: So do you think the people in the aircraft could have seen it?
0: No. Nope.
1: Okay. If it had delayed, if it hadn't been as fast, if it had still been within sight of the aircraft, could they have seen it? Yes. Okay. Okay.
0: But so but it, but it was it was almost as if it was in and out before the aircraft crested the hill behind my house.
1: That is really interesting. When you think about what that means in terms of what we understand about the physics of these orbs, because a lot of them seem to come that they can phase in and out of reality. So if that's the case and it wanted to hide from the plane, I think that might say something about its capabilities, uh, why it couldn't phase out at that time. Maybe there's some reason, some limitation on its technologies or abilities. Yeah, it's, why, it's, why it wanted to stay in our plane instead of just phasing out if it could have done that.
0: Well, it may have, right? It just so, so what happened was it zoomed in and then over the hill and then gone. So it could have phased out, it could have just gone beneath the hill, but it was. Again, in, in one to two seconds, or sorry, in, in half second to one point five seconds, I would estimate. Sorry, I'm just doing the kind of the distance. It would have kind of gone up a hill and then down because it was kind of moving map of the earth. It would have covered that distance in. Or, or sorry, I need to estimate the distance. It would have covered a, a football field in a second
1: okay so much faster than a drone could go oh it was not a drone man yeah yeah there's no, no 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 no.
0: what's not it like i if there's one thing i'm certain of it was absolutely positively not a drone there's no noise and a drone doesn't move like that it was like it was like if i got a laser
1: pointer i just went boop yeah yeah that's fascinating what do you think it was what does your gut tell you
0: I, I, I don't I don't know I, because,
1: because um, I I asked that because another school of thought on this oh, oh, it, oh the other
0: thing the other thing I want to make very clear right like I'm not on medication I wasn't drinking I didn't just wake up I wasn't dreaming I just walked outside and it was like you just see like a flash of something like a glimpse of something and it's gone and you don't have enough. And in fact, like my estimation of 0.1 to one second, or one and a half seconds, might be an overestimation, right? Because sometimes when you see something like that, time tends to slow a bit because it's so like your 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 mind is still trying to put it together. So,
1: well, okay. So there's a there's a one one thought that phenomenon. It typically only shows itself to people that it wants to show itself to. You know, I was at a UFO skywatch recently, and six people were able to interact with the phenomenon and see stuff and have these experiences, but there were 20 of us in the group. So over half of the group did not see or experience these, these things, but six people did, and they all corroborate each other's stories. And you see that countless, you repeat time and again when you uh, listen to people <coughs> CE5s, so and that's who this was. So, the phenomenon will show itself to some people in a group and not others. So, the fact that you were able to see it, you know, makes me wonder if it didn't want you to see it.
0: Well, and the other thing, too, that's worth mentioning is like this was not through any optics at all, right? This was naked eye at night in, you know, those, you know, reasonably decent illumination. You know conditions. So again, there was cloud cover. Um, it was windy. The clouds were actually moving earlier that night. They were moving scary fast. Like I'd never seen clouds move that fast, right? Where you just see this like giant cloud, and it would just like that fast across the across the sky. But that was before I when I had gone outside before then. But the wind at least was blowing at several thousand feet apparently fair fairly like fast enough for the the clouds to move that fast and then they just dissipate and you could see it in real time it was bizarre but i don't know what it i i I would i don't know what it was right like i could speculate all sorts of things but i kind of in fact like the, the crazy we talk about synchronicities and things like that so Right before our interview, there was uh, an interview with Jim Semivan, right, the former CIA guy who I think works works for uh, To the Stars Academy. Set up to. He was also that's, that's the other thing that I think came out. So the Gary Nolan did this interview where he was looking at the caudate putamen, right, which is that area of your brain where he looked at people who were remote former remote viewers. Yeah to yeah. see if they had anything different. So I think Semivan in that interview, because because Nolan talks in a separate interview, talks about examining a husband and wife team. And I think you were saying that, well, I don't know if you were saying this, but
1: I, I did talk a little bit about it. I don't think I named the part of the brain because I couldn't remember it. But But yeah, Dr. Eric Bard was talking about that a little bit. You know, the the scientist. Oh, yeah. Ranch.
0: Yeah. So uh, anyway, he was talking about. He did a project on several of these people, but I think, you know, because HIPAA, he couldn't say who they were. I think Jim Semivan just came out and said it was him and his wife. But regardless, going back to the synchronicity comment right before this interview. And again, this happened. What time is it? So this this event happened to me maybe 14 to 15 hours ago. Okay, So this is relatively fresh, and I'm still trying to because again, I had no negative emotions and no positive emotions. It was just like, did I did I just like it would have been like somebody flashed a headlight at me, but there's no cars. like it would not be like I, I face a park behind my house. So there's no cars out there. There's no roads. So that's an impossible explanation, but those are the thoughts you have because your your brain is going through a Rolodex. Again, this is a remote viewing issue because you don't have you don't have words that would be able to describe what you may have just seen. You you try to go through that Rolodex of of reasonable explanations. So I, I don't I don't know like what could it be? Could it have been in you know could it have been, could it have been a will o' the wisp? Sure, like just like. It could have been swamp gas? well, I don't live anywhere near a swamp, but yeah, sure. Could it have been a portal? I don't know Extra dimensional entity u f like a, a uap a like deceased realm? I have no idea. Do you
1: know what ball lightning is
0: tell tell me more about it.
1: well, it's a I want to say it's a plasma. I can, I'm people that know about physics please you know. You know tell me about how it works on a you know the, the physics of it but yeah it's this it's this uh rounds you know it's a it's spherical electrical thing it's got little lightning things shooting off of it and yeah it's it fast, and it's you know it, you know it can be different sizes but yay big
0: and yeah no lightning no, no lightning, lightning shooting okay. off okay yeah. like pure pure it, lo- it looked like if you took like a cartoonish picture of the sun like not cartoonish, but if you took like a imagine the sun with a smooth surface, right, where it's just like a pure orb of that color with a with a with a fringe, not like a violent solar flare like fringe, but just glowing. Fr- like I could probably replicate it in in my in my like my video editor, right? Like a, it, like a it reenactment. Does
1: not, it does not sound like ball lightning at all.
0: No, no, no. I mean, if if what ball lightning is, if you see like electricity shooting off it, there's definitely not that. It was yeah. definitely not that.
1: So, so, do you think it was alien?
0: I, I mean, how would I know? How would I be able to tell?
1: But it probably wasn't us. You don't think it was a black ops government thing, do you? Uh,
0: no, no. We don't have that. We do not have that technology.
1: Okay, okay.
0: So, I mean, just again, a hundred meters. What's a hundred meters? in like 100 meters per second actually that's not that fast right
1: faster than i could go
0: yeah but that's not like a bullet is faster than that
1: right yeah not 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 bullet fast but faster than any you know drone is gonna go uh oh
0: yeah let no a drone can't maneuver like that yeah it's not it was 100 not a drone like a drone cannot maneuver like that
1: so this is a non-mundane object of some sort whether that's you know, other dimensional or ultra-terrestrial?
0: Unless there's, unless there's some way to refract light in a way that confuses your senses, right? Like, I'm I'm, I'm reaching, because it happens so fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you could see the point, you know, you can see the actual object. You know, it wasn't you know, it wasn't refracting off of something, you know. It was, no, it just
0: seemed to like, zoop, zoop gone
1: yeah yeah yeah. because my one and only ufo sighting was a little bit similar in that it was a you know a point a specific point in the sky that i could see and it was very quick and it was over like that
0: yeah and you weren't expect like when you're surprised like that right like you're not expecting it so you're you're still trying to figure out what like what i what what just happened
1: Okay. So Jim Simivan has talked, you know, we were talking about it earlier that how it could be dangerous to interact with. So that's orcs. the synchronicity that I, that I never got to. <laughs> the scarier ones are the orbs uh, because there's not a lot of literature on the orbs and yeah. um, they are very dangerous. And, uh, you know, you, you know, don't invite them in. I always like to say, uh, you know, they get close, say something to the orbs and stay away or get in the house or get away from them. Um, they're quite dangerous, uh, mm-hmm. and um, you know they could be almost anything. They they ha- they have morphed. They, we have a lot of literature on them morphing into, you know, being Sometimes morphing into ships, um, coming together with other orbs, things along mm-hmm. those lines. But there is no central clearinghouse for any of this. MUFON is the only place. I mean, I, I tell people to go to MUFON, um, mm-hmm. and do that.
0: I, I, so, like fourteen to fifteen hours after the incident, right before we had our call. I find this thing on Twitter and, you know, I guess in the post-production, maybe we'll play it, <laughs> but where he talks about, cause the one thing I did do was, you know, the thought that I had and I would have, you know, if, if I knew I could project it, it was, if, if you just try, if, if you tried to just show me something, please come back and show me again. I want to make sure what I saw was real. Right. That's, that's the thought that I kind of, you know, that I had. And in his video he said, there, you know, if you've ever seen one of these things, they can be highly dangerous project a thought to go away. And then you should go inside immediately. (laughs) I did the exact opposite of what he recommended that I do. I would do, but I, I didn't, but I didn't feel threatened. I wasn't even scared. Like it was just, And there was no sound.
1: Yeah, no. So would you be tempted to do like a CE5 kind of thing to try to summon it, if you will, or invoke it or invite it to? So
0: I I tried something like that months ago, right? And like nothing, and it wasn't, I didn't do it in my house. I did it kind of in the park behind my house, but nothing happened, right? But it was also because in the place that I'm, where i am there's a ton of air traffic so you know if if that if the phenomena is real and if that's possible there would be no way for them to do it in a way that didn't expose them to everybody else right because right? there's so many so many and by the way and, and if, if somebody's thinking oh well that could have been an aircraft like it was six to nine feet away from
1: me, right? Yeah, like, yeah.
0: like, like above, or above the ground and maybe four to six feet outward. And it was pretty, pretty close, but it happened so fast that if, you know, if, 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 if it were a drone, I would have heard something. If it were an aircraft, I certainly like I would have smelled the jet fuel. I mean, it was that close. Right. And believe me, I know, because I used to, like, I know what jet fuel smells like, because I used to be on an M1, and we used JP8 to f- power those things. So, and you could smell an M1 before you can hear it. So, they, they, and by the way, there's no smell, nothing. It was just like this flash of light that could have been half a second to one and a half seconds, but... Likely even shorter than that because it was so fast.
1: Well, that's fascinating. I love orbs. You know, I first discovered orbs when I was ghost hunting. We would catch them on camera.
0: And this was different too. Like it was not transparent. Like it was solid.
1: Well, there seems to be at least two different categories of orbs, right? There's the, you know, the spiritual orb that you get in ghost hunting, which, you know, maybe a spirit or something, or, you know, uh, the imprint that a spirit makes in this reality when it's in the other reality. But there's also the alien orb. And there, I think there's a lot of crossover as well. But, you know, like the uh, one of the uh, Navy videos that has come out is the spherical ship that went into the water. And you can see it vanishing into the water very and kind of gradually. And so that's, you know, is that an orb? It's a sphere. It's not overly large, maybe the size of a car. But there's, but I associate that more with alien as opposed to spiritual. So, you know, the one that you saw, you know, I I try to categorize it. Is that more of the alien or maybe other dimensional would be a better way of saying that? Or is it more spiritual? Although I think spiritual is also other dimensional in a sense. But they, they they do seem to be slightly different.
0: Yeah. So it 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 felt to me that it was more like if I put a spectrum on material versus non non physical, I would have put it somewhere in the middle, but closer to the material realm. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. No, no. Now uh,
0: now uh, the only other explanation I could think of is if there was some sort of a spotlight. No, but even that would have like I would have been able to. It would have had a trend. It would have had a translucent. Like I would still be able to see the ground if there was a spotlight. Right. Like it was solid. Right. So, would I, have to I be don't be know.
1: Te- there would have to be some technology that could, you know, create a hologram or something like that. That could man- you know, represent itself in a, in a ball of light. That can move that fast, which you know you could see a hologram doing that. But again, why would somebody have gone through all that trouble, uh, even if that technology was available, to do that? How would
0: how would that make sense? I I I'd, I'd be curious what your explanation is because I have I like.
1: Well, okay, I, I, I've got. I know, I know you have a
0: theory. theory. Well, this is a theory. Well, this is a theory. Like okay, I mean, you well, can because well, well, I'm curious. I'm super curious about because again, I like. I I am open to the possibility. A, I'm not open to the possibility that I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. No, like,
1: no, no. I, I believe. But you know, I am
0: open to the possibility that there could be some physical phenomena that I am not accounting for, that, uh, you know, that I, you know, some lensing effect or something like that, that I'm not accounting for. So I'm open to somebody coming in and, and saying, like, what you see is, is just, you know, some scattering of light on something or other.
1: I don't okay, think well, it was, but it's possible. You know, I, I believe what you all is a real thing. And I lean more toward the metaphysical, spiritual side of things on this, on this one, but you know, who knows? But I have to ask you a couple of personal questions. And if you don't mind, has anybody close to you recently passed away?
0: Nope.
1: Okay. Have you had any, do you meditate?
0: I've tried to, but it's very hard to steal my mind.
1: Have you had any, you know, uh, know, development spiritually in any way? A new faith that you've discovered? A new you know, whatever it is, new form of meditation or yoga or anything like that?
0: No, but I've, I've certainly been paying more attention to, you know, nature and things like that. So like, again, I don't know how much stock, again, it's just gonna be pure coincidences, but I see, you know, over the past year or so, I've seen ravens a lot. I've seen Recently, lots of dragonflies, like just flying over me, the things like that. But again, that could just be yeah, pure. Tell me
1: about the dragonflies. That's really fascinating. I think our audience would like to hear more about that if you feel comfortable sharing.
0: Yeah. I, look. I, again, it, it just there, It could be dra- just t- time for dragonflies right now. But they're you know t- typically in my backyard, they'll come by, they'll fly over my head, kind of then spin around and go back it doesn't happen all the time but it happens fairly frequently so i don't know again i have no it could just be a coincidence i you know and there's like if you look no, at dragonflies is. like there's there's like a there's a lot of like significance to them but but again i don't i am a math and science guy right like i i just this is just a data point what the data point means i i don't have any data to really I mean, it's also because I'm paying more attention to nature, right? That 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 I can say with 100% confidence. Like I've been more, you know, intentional when I go outside and I I, I look around. But yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how else to explain it. But again, it's just.
1: Well, the dragonflies are significant. When you research near-death experiences and in, in, in spiritual matters, that that they come up, and so. As do fireflies. So uh, wait, wait,
0: you you said fire? Wait, oh, you said fireflies was the fire second flies,
1: one. Fireflies, dragonflies, okay. butterflies, and owls. Although owls seem to be just as associated with alien interactions. As- I,
0: I've well, that one I've had. I had a, like before I went to that Tona like, Mitzpah hotel, I had a dream about like this great owl, like gray, right. you know gray sort of thing. But that's a Okay, no,
1: okay. Now, what was what was the owl? No, I
0: it just I can't even. I can barely remember. It just like appeared, like, but it was a big, kind of almost human sized. I just a, like, but it was an owl. Like, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying an owl is not an owl. Oh, okay. It was, a, it was an owl.
1: Well, well, you know the old line from Twin Peaks: the owls are not what they seem. There, there, there seems to be a real deal. And aliens, during alien abductions, people you know, they'll have their minds wiped. And if they do remember the aliens, they will only remember a screen memory, often of an owl, often of the overlarge owl.
0: So this was in Lake Tahoe that I would have had the dream. And it was pri- just prior to driving down to Tonopah. And how um, long ago was that? July.
1: Okay, okay. So of the of the year that you saw the orb or whatever it was.
0: Same, same, like, yeah, it was a month ago.
1: Have you noticed more dragonflies recently?
0: Yes. Yeah, I saw two days, two or three days ago, four or five, of uh, four of them.
1: Wow. Something okay. like that. I mean, to me, it sounds like you may have something going on there. It may, it may, you might be vibrating at a higher level and you're ready for greater interaction with the higher planes of existence, you know? You, you might want to consider, you know, meditating or whatever practice appeals to you. You know, I found a local Reiki group and that really, really helped me a lot. And, but whatever appeals to you, whatever works for you, you might consider trying to flex those muscles and, and seeing what develops.
0: Yeah. And again, like I've, I'm reaching on some of these things, right? I want, hey, to, be, I want to be clear. That's
1: okay. I mean, it's all a reach. Until they come down and tell us what right. the deal is, you know, we're going to have to reach. So, you know, that, that's why I want enlightenment. I want to go directly to the beings and find out what the deal is. So, but there's different, different modalities for finding out what the deal is. I would love it if an alien ship just landed on the White House lawn and said, you know, here's what's going on. Well that's
0: the frustrating thing. Like this stuff is not it's not clear cut and I'm somebody who likes things like black and white. Like this is not the experience wasn't one that I I could I would put in a bucket of black and white. It was yeah, there was there was an element of the surreal to it. So, like I'm I'm not going to say that it you know, like if somebody if somebody put me on a you know if I had to swear under on oath I would say I think I saw it but I'm not hundred percent
1: certain another thing you might try since you've begun having these experiences is going to places that are famous for having a lot of more of the positive interactions you know like don't go to skinwalker Ranch. that's that's the place of you know infamous negative interactions but go to somewhere like Mount Shasta if you know what that is
0: I, I did I did and in there April, you go. in march
1: march okay so is that that's before you sold that app? that's
0: that's when that's when that's when a friend and i tried to do the ce5 thing
1: okay
0: but it was now, not it, it was not effective because there were just maybe, too many maybe, people maybe there are too many people like too many people doing other things like they weren't there like they were going to climb mount shasta but we probably went there at one one to three a.m and just uh, tried to meditate tried to you know, follow that protocol, and nothing happened. In fact, I made a video about Mount Shasta, but the purpose of going to Mount Shasta was to try to do that, and nothing came out of it. Like it was complete under bust.
1: Maybe it didn't appear at the time, but maybe you were able to elevate yourself spiritually in some way, or you know, conscious your consciousness. However you want to phrase it, your consciousness expanded or wh- whatever phrasing appeals to you, and that has assisted you on your journey that you're you're now on.
0: We'll see. But again, I'm a, like a hard science,
1: like hey, I, you know, buttoned I, up, I, buttoned up guy uh, that. I, I went from an atheist or kundalini awakening in three years. So and I live all my life as a total atheist, non, not even believing in, you know, anything non-mundane. No, no aliens, no nothing. But here I am.
0: Yeah, like I said, if like somebody came into my house and was like, "What did you really see?" and I talked them through this, and they came up with some like swamp gas like explanation, I I'd, I'd probably be like, right, "Well, talk me through it." Like, let's and you know, if they came up with a drone, I'd be like, "No, a hundred percent." I I bet my life it's not a drone. But if they came up with at least you know drones as we know it with the with with propellers and you know thing thing like that. But if they came up with some electromagnetic disturbance you know that happens once in you know 70 years or something like that i, I like i would be willing to entertain that right because i really don't know well all i can describe is the, like a sphere like orange yellowish with a reddish fringe reddish orange fringe so
1: that sounds so cool
0: it, well, again it happens so fast man like i i still it's hard to I, I would have to see it again to like, really, I'm in the, I'm in the open, open to this sort of stuff kind of stage, but I still don't know what I saw with that. Like, I'm not positive what I saw, right. Cause it happened so fast. Well, so you, I would you, love to see it again. I would love yeah. to see it again. Right.
1: right. Right. But it does sound like you're positive that it was a real thing.
0: There was a light that there was definitely like, right. you know, that it happened you, but it happened so something
1: fast. it wasn't a drone it was not a trick of your imagination right uh, so you, you yeah so i think you had a genuine i was
0: completely sober i'm not on any medication right. i don't i don't drink at least I, I i drink rarely but i was, certainly wasn't drinking that night i don't don't do any drugs yeah it was I, I mean, again, was, like, even if I had a camera on me, I wouldn't have been able to. It happened faster than I would have been able. If Even if I was aiming my camera, it happened faster than I would have been able to, to hit the shutter to capture it.
1: I think that's awesome. I, I I kind of want you to try to investigate it more and to, to do CE5 to see if you can bring it back. Uh, no, I'm
0: absolutely going to keep trying. Like, I, I'm definitely going to try. Like, I'll go out tonight for sure
1: would you go to Mount Shasta again and see if that uh, sparks anything?
0: Yeah. The the one issue with Mount Shasta is that there are too many people around for, for it to work in my opinion, Yeah. because we went at like an an absurd hour, like two to 3 AM and there were people like parked there and like, like, going through their gear there's lots of commotion and and my understanding of ce5 is it's it's something that the collective group has to all agree that they want to have that experience and if there's somebody there who doesn't want to have that experience no like nothing's going to show up and i think if i had to diagnose why it didn't work i mean part of it is one of my friends was like he's too cold he says, well, I'm going to go back in the truck, and I'm like, "All right, well, I'm just going to sit out here. I'm fine. Like, you know, I, I can be cold all day long." But there was just too many. There were too many people on the periphery, just making, and you know, I'm sitting there with my flashlight. You know, okay. I, I just I, I'm not confident that it would be. There's just too many people. Cool. You got to go someplace where there's nobody.
1: Uh, there's uh, been one place I've been wanting to go, and in fact, I was planning to go there this year. But it would have conflicted with my my friend's ayahuasca retreat, and that's Eseti. Do you know what Where's I'm talking that? about? Yeah, it's in it's in Oregon. James Gilliland is the the owner of the the ranch, which is this property. What's it called again? He, he calls it E-SETI. I forget what that means. Uh, ca- capital letters E-C-E-T-I. So, I think extraterrestrial contact. Something. Something. I don't know. So yeah, uh, people in the comments, let me know what East Haiti stands for. Uh, but it is overlooking a mountain, and right? it's, it's it's high up, I think it's on a mountain, but it's overlooking the certain mountain that has a lot of UFO activity, like a whole lot. They have lots of videos, lots of uh, pictures, and it's it's the sort of activity uh, that Mount Shast also has that is not strictly the nuts and bolts that, uh, stuff, it's also the metaphysical variety as well. And so there's a lot of metaphysical consciousness experiences that people have there. And, and he's, he's opened it up. You can go there and, you know, for a fee, obviously. And, uh, you know, camp out on the property and have your own experiences. And he has sky watches uh, and he has a few events every year. And there's one particular one that he has that I was planning to go to, but it conflicted with my friend's ayahuasca retreat. And uh, but yeah, so it, but it it's another one of these places that has a lot of excuse me, it has a lot of activity and a lot of most of it is of the positive variety. Hmm. You know, because I would look for places like that as opposed to the darker, scarier places. They have the negative stuff.
0: I kind of also want to go to Skimwalker Ranch because I'm curious. yeah,
1: yeah, I, I would I would yeah if they gave me but but, again, a- I have there, no idea. You know? like I have
0: no idea how to get invited there. Right, but the thing right. that the thing that intrigues me about that is, I mean, it would probably be I mean, it could potentially be dangerous for me because what it does is that I mean, I, 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 maybe I'm just shining myself. but you know, I'm a pretty aggressive, direct guy. Right. And I was, a, you know, I was a warrior, like literally a warrior. And I think it may have been on your show. Yeah, I think you did cover it where they, they uh, Brandon Fugel brought on. Like, a, I can't remember a musician and his bodyguard. Like went catatonic for like 10 minutes, I remember that. Oh, so I'll t- okay. So I'll I'll relay the story. So this is uh, Brandon Fugel told about this this story. There was a, a famous rapper that lives in Utah. I don't know why. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But he brought like an entourage to visit Skinwalker Ranch, and he had this guy with him, his bodyguard. He was like 6'6", you know, former Hell's Angel guy, right? Like a a mean man, like a mean son of a bitch, right? Alpha male, very, you know
1: oh yes yes i think i know Uh, yeah i know this one.
0: yeah but yeah and and he you know he got up out of his car and uh everybody else moved in and sat down and had something else and brandon fuel came back out and the guy was just standing there like staring into space and brandon fuel was like you okay he's just like oh yeah it was that was really weird like how long have i been out he's like you've been out for 10 minutes so the lesson from it is, uh, and this also happened. If you read the the Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, that book, which I highly recommend, which is an account of the Defense Intelligence Agency's study of the the phenomena,
1: it's the next book the, on ph- my list.
0: The phenomena you need to read it today, brother. Like it, okay. but yeah. you know, you're not going to be able to sleep. Yeah. But like, I mean they 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 go into the they go into as far as describing the phenomenon there as like a virus. So there's, the, like the, the phenomenon has an R-naught, you know what an, you know, an R-naught is, right? It's the, it's the, this is the hitchhiker effect. So like the hitchhiker effect spreads like a virus. So like if your kids at school, like one of the intelligence agents' kids saw like a canine, like a bipedal canine, like scratching on his trees in rural Virginia because you know father brought it back with him
1: right i remember and the, fa- right.
0: and the family doesn't know because they it's classified information so he can't tell them about this stuff this stuff just shows up at the household but kid tells another kid at school about it his friends at school start seeing the thing and you can actually map this out like like the coronavirus right it's got an r not which is the degree of like how fast it spreads so it's 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 pretty creepy stuff. But the, the point I was trying to make is the phenomenon appears to, like, you had these guys who were deployed in Afghanistan. So like Marine intelligence guys, Naval intelligence guys, that the phenomenon came on pretty hard on these guys because they were warriors. So... I don't know, uh, but it would be worth it. Be worth checking out. I'd be, st- I'd still be curious. Now, if it, you told me that, if you told me this, like the skinwalker phenomenon was a demonic thing, I would be like, hell no! I'm, <laughs> but, but if you say it's like, like interdimensional uh, extraterrestrial, I'm less scared by something like that.
1: Well, okay, so that yeah. is a really interesting phenomenon. What you're just talking about, not just the hitchhiker effect, but. Okay, so, and it doesn't matter if it's paranormal or alien. I I think this is the confluence of the two in that if you have a negative reaction to something, if you see, if something paranormal happens out of the corner of your eye and you are afraid of it, it is going to become something scary. But if you have a positive interpretation of what you're seeing, it'll become something nice. Mm. So a lot of these events seem to be co-created. You are co-creating a lot of this stuff, which, you know, is hard to wrap your head around. And, but there's a whole host of evidence for that.
0: So this Uh, is like consciousness studies sort of. Right,
1: right. But, but, but this is, this is, this is actually in the UFO phenomenon as well. And like I said, the confluence of the two. Because there, there's a huge crossover route between the consciousness stuff and the alien stuff, which makes sense. If they're more advanced, they would also be uh, you know, more advanced in terms of their consciousness or their understanding of the dimensions or what, what have you. So, and if like Whitley Strieber says, they are from outside of our reality, then you know goodness knows what they're capable of. But yeah, so the but that's something that comes up time and again is this idea of co-creating. These events, even in terms of alien abductions and alien, you know, UFO sightings, near-death experiences are co-created. So again, that's you know uh, a similarity between the spiritual and the alien. So, uh, which is just what? It, what does that mean? I, I you know, I don't know. It, it, it does seem to indicate that our consciousness is interacting with reality or even the uber reality beyond our reality, and is able to to do something i wish i, I, yeah, wish what I knew prob- what
0: was what i'm probably going to do tonight is i'll set up a gopro in you know and put it on uh well i guess the problem with putting it on time lapse is you you can you know start to miss things but i can put put it in the same location where it happened and just put it on time lapse and I, I doubt i'll see anything but well, okay so you know
1: yeah all right so uh yeah i would love for you to do that and i would love for you to you know if you wanted to do c5 or, or whatever but it, it does seem like stuff is starting to happen for you
0: yeah we'll like i'm again i'm cautiously optimistic
1: that's exciting yeah
0: we'll see i don't again i don't want to blow it out of proportion because you know i
1: yeah yeah and you never you can't you can't expect anything and you can't Rely on it to ever happen again, you know. Like that's where I am. You know, I've had all right. Those... That
0: could be the last time I ever see it. Right.
1: Right. right I, I can never have another experience. But you know, but but who knows? And and I don't want to assume that it's going to happen because I want to be grateful what I've already experienced. But I I would, I would really want to have more experiences.
0: Yeah, of course. I like I want to know if what I saw was real. Like, absolutely, I would want to experience that again because I, yeah. I, I I'm still doubting myself. Right, because it was so bizarre, like it was so surreal. Right, because like uh, I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you another. Like, this is a creepier example, right? Because, and this is a, this is a physical, this is a physical story, and I can't believe I'm telling the story because it's a little bit disturbing. So, when I was an undergrad, I was in the the Stanford History Department, and you know, I I didn't know anything about anything. Okay to the point where i was like in i was in a in a stall t- you know doing my business and like i had a textbook on my lap and i was like reading as i was doing my business okay the stall that i sat in had a hole in it you know what that hole is right glory hole yeah i didn't know what that was back then so i'm sitting there reading I can can tell you the book. I can probably bring over the book. It was digital design. It was like an electrical engineering course. And I have the book on my lap and I'm reading it. And I look out of the corner of my eye and there's an eye in the hole. And I remember I looked at the eye for like, it felt like a minute because I'm like, am I seeing an eye? (laughs) Like, what? And then I'm like, I finally like like my, my brain processed. you're seeing an eye, dude. I'm like, uh, what are you doing? And I hear this British, oh, sorry, sorry. And he like like zooms out of the, you know, close, closes the door of the bathroom. And then of course I just like got some toilet paper and wadded it up. I'm like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> but like, that is the closest feeling I had with this phenomenon, yeah. right? Like I'm seeing this thing, but like, like what?
1: Right, right,
0: <laughs> right. So th- that's why I'm kind of, has, but I definitely saw like the eye, and I yeah. But it took me a while to register that like
1: there's an eye in the stall. <laughs> right. Because you don't right. expect to see an eye. Like yeah, that's not what you want to see in the stall. Yeah. That, no. <laughs> no, but again, I had the
0: book. Like I had the book. Like I, I was fine. Like you know,
1: they, <laughs> they
0: didn't see anything. They, they you know. <laughs> And I didn't see anything else either. Like, they, they didn't, like, they didn't stick something else in there before that they stuck creepy. the eye in. Who
1: would do that? That is so creepy. What a, who the hell would find it?
0: It's, a, it's a, like, I didn't know that that's how I learned
1: what a glory hole was. Oh, my god! yeah, yeah. Well, that's not what it's for. But don't. Wait, yeah. w- that's not what it's for. <laughs> a glory hole.
0: Well yeah, it's not for the eye, it's for something it's yeah, for something it's for else.
1: The eye. Yeah. You're, you're yeah, but you gotta
0: check before you gotta check before you like you know you like
1: using it wrong, fella. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, 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 no. I probably not, right? Because he's Pro, like look i don't know what the protocol is but i imagine there's like some sort of like consent oh,
1: you, 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 you put your eyeball there and if the other guy responds well yeah the other guy's like yep yep okay bring it on okay is yeah that, you don't that, just you don't protocol? just like you know when no, there's a professor in you know there know. right like, <laughs> yeah i don't know the glory hope protocol yeah no, i didn't either i just like <laughs> i just figured it out after that so yeah, anyway yeah, that makes sense that makes sense how else would it work yeah when you think about that's it. a
0: horrible story to like <laughs> but that's the best like what would you do if you saw like if you looked down and there's an eye still like
1: right. right like
0: you wouldn't like you you would have to pro. like you you wouldn't it takes a while to process that because you yeah.
1: don't expect to see an eye in like the stall well you know it's like when i was ghost hunting you know we were doing that particular investigation of the house we had so much activity there you know those people looking at their security security camera footage when they saw the shadow people, I mean, talk about, I mean, eight foot tall shadowy figures. I mean, how would they, I mean, I I don't think I'd respond very well to that. You know, damn, no, thanks. Yeah. So anyway, I, uh, we are. Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's time. It's dinner time for me, but I, I think we did really good.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely do. So Thank you everyone. We, I hope you, or we hope you enjoyed this episode and if it turns out well, we might do many more. So
1: good. Sounds good. Later guys.
0: If you enjoyed this video, hit like and subscribe, and I'll see you next time.